Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Friday, May 22nd. I am Kyle Hilliard. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. A lot of people bought video games last month, according to the latest NPD numbers. Tenet's latest trailer premiered in Fortnite last night, and it was almost cool. Serious Sam is getting a new numbered entry. The fairy tale video game has been delayed, and there's a new game out today that's all about being a shark and just eating everything in sight. Video games set multiple April sales records last month. Today is NPD Day, which means we get to learn what video game sales were like last month. And it's a weird one. Before NPD's Matt Piscatella even shared the numbers, he tweeted, We're releasing data in a couple minutes here, but let me just preface the next tweet wall by saying that I've been working with video game sales data for over 15 years now, and April is... By far the wildest month I think I've ever seen. The big news from today's NPD report is that spending on video games in general grew more than 73% compared to April 2019, which makes it pretty clear that in the face of the pandemic, people are turning to video games for entertainment. Overall spending reached $1.5 billion, which Piscatella says this is the highest April in history, and he used the word unprecedented in his video sharing the numbers. The previous April record was $1.2 billion back in 2008. The fastest growing segment of sales was hardware, so people are out buying consoles. It was pretty clear already that they were buying Switches, which likely contributed significantly, but it looks like everyone was buying other consoles too. In fact, Piscatella said, no platform in history has sold more in terms of dollar sales on the hardware side than the Nintendo Switch has this year. Which is insane. Just crazy. But now we're getting to the thing that I am always most excited to learn about, which is game sales. It turns out Final Fantasy VII Remake was the best-selling game of April and is now the third best-selling game of the year so far, which isn't too surprising. But I did think Animal Crossing New Horizons had the potential to claim that commendation again. Final Fantasy VII Remake also set franchise launch month records, beating Final Fantasy XV. It is worth noting, though, that a lot of sales data for old Final Fantasy games, like we just, we just don't have them. They, they don't exist. So it's hard to put too much weight on that number, but it's it's still impressive. It is no doubt impressive. Call of Duty Modern Warfare was number two, which is surprising considering the game came out in October of 2019, but I bet Warzone is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. Piscatella says that Modern Warfare is currently the fourth fastest selling game in U.S. tracked history. Also, interesting Call of Duty tidbit, Modern Warfare 2 Remastered is number 7 on the April best-selling games list after having released on Xbox One in April. 
For the rest of the best-selling games list, there are not a ton of surprises. Animal Crossing is number three. Resident Evil 3 is kicking around at number six. Games like NBA 2K20, GTA 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe all made their scheduled appearances. Persona 5 Royal is still in the top 20, which is impressive. Predator Hunting Grounds is the only other new game on the list besides Final Fantasy VII Remake, and it's at number 15, which is honestly an impressive showing. Just Dance 2020 jumped a lot, which I helped contribute to that. My family was playing Just Dance 2019, but it just wasn't cutting it, so they recently upgraded to 2020. For the best-selling games of the year so far, I already talked about how Final Fantasy VII Remake hit number three, but otherwise there weren't a lot of crazy changes. Modern Warfare and Animal Crossing are one and two, respectively. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is number five, which is kind of wild, but otherwise the list looks like what you would expect it to look like. Some NBAs, some MLBs, some Mario Karts. Resident Evil 3 is number 8, which is cool. I liked that game. I'm, I'm happy to see it doing well. The Trials of Mana remake didn't make it onto the best-selling April list for all games, but it did hit number 9 on the dedicated Switch games list, which was unexpected. At least I thought it was unexpected. Some additional insight from Matt Piscatella on Twitter, who is just at Matt Piscatella on there. He wrote, Hardware up 163% is incredible. Also, most likely unsustainable, which, yes, I think he is right. I think this is a bit of an interesting fluke. Things are kind of weird right now, if you weren't aware. He also wrote that evergreen games are getting evergreenier, which I just like that phrasing. Grand Theft Auto V is still blowing up the charts, but it is free on Epic Games Store right now, so I wonder if that will change things next month. He also made a point to call out how Despite games selling really well right now, how hard it is to launch a game in these conditions. And he wrote, launching new games like Final Fantasy VII Remake right now is a massive challenge. Huge admiration and respect to the teams that have done it successfully. And I think that is a really good point worth bringing up. Making games is always an impossible feat, but it is only harder right now. Overall, just an insane April. I expected games to continue to sell well, but I mean, this really is kind of unprecedented. I think the influence of Animal Crossing really can't be understated. I think in the same way the Wii just brought in this whole new group of gamers in 2006, I think the same thing is happening with Animal Crossing on Switch. I think people who don't normally buy games bought a Switch and Animal Crossing just because everyone is playing it and it seems like a good thing to do with this weird vacuum of time. There was a dedicated Animal Crossing SNL sketch recently, which says a lot to me about how that game has invaded the mainstream. It is a weird time. The latest trailer for Tenet premiered in Fortnite yesterday, which was a weird thing. Tenet is Christopher Nolan's new movie, the guy predominantly known for directing The Dark Knight. I love Christopher Nolan, and I have for a long time in a cool hipster way. Memento absolutely changed what I thought cinema could be and how a story could be told. I was there opening night for his follow-up Insomnia in 2002 and could not have been more excited when it was announced that he would be tackling Batman. I am such a cool Christopher Nolan hipster that if you asked me my favorite movie of his, I would probably say The Prestige. 
So, needless to say, I have been excited for every Tenant trailer, and yesterday's premiere in Fortnite was no different. I was hesitant about the new format, but I've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately, and the Travis Scott concert was really awesome. So I was ready to embrace the platform. Dropping into the social area and walking toward the screen a few minutes before it was set to premiere was surprisingly exciting. I really liked making my way toward the theater screen and seeing other people heading in the same direction, driving on vehicles to speed there, and it was cool to see lots of people crowded around the theater, finding their spots while they waited for it to start. I really thought, you know, huh, this maybe this is the future. There was a little intro from Jeff Keighley and the star of the movie, John David Washington, which was awkward and you know, maybe unnecessary, but it was nice to hear from Washington and see how genuinely excited he was about the movie. And then the trailer started, and I just got kind of bummed out. First of all, there was really no way to not position myself in a way that my head would not cover at least a small portion of the screen. And it was impossible to focus on what was happening, which I was really eager to do, because even though it is the social area of the game, there are still projectiles. And people were throwing tomatoes at the screen and firing darts into it. And I really ultimately just got nothing out of the trailer. I really loved the virtual social nature of walking to the screen and seeing everyone sitting around waiting for it to start. But the actual watching of the trailer, that part is just kind of a bummer. After the trailer, Keeley revealed that one of Nolan's movies, he didn't say which one, would be screened in Fortnite at some point in the future, which I think is a cool idea, but I can't imagine it will be a great way to actually watch the movie. I am guessing it will be Dark Knight, but I think it would be cool to show the prestige, if for no other reason than to try and elevate one of his more, you know, arguably underviewed movies. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Today is Pac-Man's 40th anniversary. That's all I really have to say about it. Pac-Man's pretty cool, and he's old. Sorry for not having a more interesting insight to offer here. Serious Sam returns in August with Serious Sam 4. I'm not super familiar with the Serious Sam series, but I understand that it is a super over-the-top action first-person shooter, and 2011 was the last time the series received a true new numbered entry. 
There have been various re-releases and VR experiments in the years since Serious Sam 3, but Serious Sam 4 is the new numbered entry and it releases in August. It will have up to four-player co-op and is apparently a prequel, but otherwise seems to feature things that will be familiar to most Serious Sam fans. Lots of guns, lots of enemies. Fairy Tale, the game based on the anime of the same name, has been delayed. Fairy Tale, which I think looks pretty cool as far as games based on animes go, has been pushed back from its original June 25th release to July 31st. It will be coming to PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. The developer cites COVID-19 issues for the delay and released a statement that reads, Due to the ever-changing world disrupted by COVID-19, Koei Tecmo and Gust Studios are pushing back the release of Fairy Tale until July 30th, which is when it is releasing in Japan and Europe, and July 31st, which is when it is releasing in North America. The development team is working extremely hard through an unprecedented time to deliver the ultimate magical Japanese RPG experience to fans across the world, and we appreciate everybody's patience as we put the final touches on this thrilling adventure. I've watched a lot of fairy tale over my wife and daughter's shoulders, and it seems cool. The game is going to be an action RPG, which is perfect for these kinds of adaptations, so I have actually been cautiously optimistic that the game will be interesting. Hopefully the delay lets them polish it further. Here's what released today. Saints Row the Third Remastered is out today on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC exclusively by way of the Epic Games Store. As far as I know, it is not coming to Steam, at least not until the exclusivity deal has expired on Epic Games Store, which is usually about a year. I've been playing the game on Xbox One, and I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I have been enjoying revisiting the game. I streamed it yesterday, and you can see the archive on my YouTube channel, but it's a fun goofball of a game that is all about blowing things up in an open world whose comedy doesn't hold up quite as well as its gameplay. I don't think I will see it to credits again, but I had a really good time playing through the first four hours or so. Maneater is out on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. I guess it is coming to Switch at some point this year, but I'm not sure when that will be. You play as a shark in that game, and you eat man as the name implies, in an open world, which on pitch alone sounds pretty great. You can also eat other animals and stuff. It's one I want to at least dabble with. It seems like the kind of game that knows exactly what it is and what it wants to be, which is exactly what you want from a game where you play as a shark and eat just everything in sight. Monstrum is out on Switch. It's a game that has been on PC for a while. It's a first-person horror game that takes place on an abandoned, derelict cargo ship filled with monsters. It features permadeath and randomly generated levels, which are not personally my favorite thing, but I could definitely see how that can make the game scarier on replay. You never know what will be around the corner, nor do you know where the corner will be. The official Final Fantasy XIV Twitter account tweeted today that Final Fantasy XIV Starter Edition is available for free on the PlayStation Store right now and will remain free and be yours to keep until May 26th. The game does require a monthly subscription fee, but this version of the game gives you a free month to see 
if you like it. And I think it comes with some other bonuses, but the game's description on the PlayStation Store doesn't say what they are. In any case, it's a good way to check out the game if it's one that you've been thinking about. That's it for gaming news today. I listened to the first episode of Reggie fils podcast, Talking Games with Reggie and Harold, and I enjoyed it. The podcast is mostly about the show's stated mission of helping to raise money to help homeless students, as it should be. That's the whole purpose of the podcast. But they did spend some time on Reggie's history. He talked about being mistaken for a bouncer by a Nintendo employee before going on stage for the first time at his first E3. And he talks about the first time he ever met Mario creator Shigeru Miyamoto and how Miyamoto made him very nervous. And how Miyamoto was impressed with the things Reggie was saying, but Miyamoto had no idea who he was. He had to be introduced. He was, he was basically like, oh, that's a, that's a very smart thing you said. I'm sorry, who are you? Apparently next week, Xbox's Phil Spencer is going to be on, which I'm very curious to listen to. If you're interested in Reggie's history with Nintendo at all, I, I would recommend checking it out. If you have corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to either at Kyle M. Hilliard or at Gaming Ride Home, or you can send an email to kyle at ridehome.info. And please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Resident Evil Code Veronica X right now, and I'm really enjoying it. It's been fun to go back to that game. I, I say go back, but it's actually my first time playing it. And you can find me on the MinMax Show for more long-form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games on Tuesday. Monday is Memorial Day, so I'm going to take that day off. My first true day off since starting this thing. Maybe I'll do some extra streaming or something. We'll see. Anyway, have a good weekend. Go be a shark and eat some boats or whatever that game is about. <laughs>